Legacy. It's one of the final days of my teaching. The live F2F kids, seven of them today, are sitting in front of me, plexiglass and designer masks between us, their heads crouched over the laptop screens. The rest of the students are on the screen from home, if they are even present. Their cameras are off, their mics muted, waiting, I guess, to be entertained enough that they might be inspired to get a few points to improve their grades. I don't pretend that many are here to learn something. They're just getting through like anybody else. If they learn, it'll be a happy accident. And so this becomes the pedagogical principle of lesson design. Provide instruction and provocations to increase the likelihood of accidental or incidental education. They don't understand how good they have it, especially compared to the rest of the world, and that is part of the problem. I remember... In 1984, maybe 1985, my mentor, Richard Wright, asking me, Well, if standing on your head would get your students to learn, would you do it? I laughed at him then, saying something like how it was important that every teacher do whatever is possible to help students learn. And he laughed back and shook his head, knowing something that I did not. At the time, I just thought he was arrogant and jaded. What did I know? I spent most of the next 35 years teaching by headstands. Performance does not endure. It's of the present, the moment. No less worthy, I suppose, but for all that, it is misremembered, misrepresented after its conclusion. The learning is accidental. It's a lesson in economics, too. Was it Whelan's book, Naked Economics, or something else? At any rate, the question was posed about two economics models. The first is a baker. He works hard every day, gets up 5 a.m., puts his all into making those donuts. Every single day he makes them and turns them over and makes his donuts and people buy them and they love him for it and his work is noble and he feels good. And then they he runs out of donuts at the end of the day and he's done. He goes to bed the next morning, he gets up and he gets up at five and starts making the donuts all over again. That's economics model number one. Second economics model, say a writer, uh, J.K. Rowling, and she gets up early, she works hard, she puts her all into it, she takes great pride in her writing, she puts it together, she writes the book. People love it, they come, they buy it. And then she goes to bed. And the next day she sleeps in because the next day people are still buying her book. And the next day people are still buying her book. And the next day. Now, which of these is the act of teaching? What endures from my performances? Eventually, but perhaps not too far away, student memories of these times will blur grow imperfect, become a learning quite different from what I intended, become accusations as fitting as mine against Chris Shaw's theft. Last night was a retirement dinner at a barbecue restaurant, speeches made with some kind of metal band playing in the background. The manager assured us that the speakers could not be turned down or off. 
The speeches of careers, including the one for mine, were largely generic and pro forma. Great dedication, years of service, much gratitude, futures of children, heartfelt work, etc., etc. What endures here? I pack my classroom a little more each afternoon, erasing my presence. In my more bitter moments, I would remind myself, uh, truthfully, that any teacher was completely expendable. The system of education rolls on, barely marking the passage of people in its halls. Our old high school was said to have ghosts running about on the third floor each night. I have a better understanding now of these anonymous spirits, ineffectually retracing the same paths each night, alerting only the occasional night janitor or light-working teacher. Alex, baseball cap on backwards, rests his head on hand and elbow as he reads whatever is on his laptop screen. Whatever it is has not engaged him. I'm hoping at least it's one of the resources for doing job interviews I offered him to prepare for our final project. I walk around to another part of the room, angling myself to see his screen. No, of course, it's a video game. I could chastise him or urge him back to the right path, but today I do not. Decision number 5135 today. Instead, I ask Connor, who's closer and on task, how serious he is about his investigation into taxidermy. He closes the tab of stuffed raccoons he was reading. Not really, but the careers program keeps suggesting it as a good career to check out. I think there's some irony in his voice, so I match it with my own and say, Excellent. Our mutual commentary on the insights of the Career Choices database. I pass on. Alex graduates to another level of his game, and Connor reopened the taxidermy site. Ghosts in the classroom. None of us value what we are doing there at this moment. Much gratitude. Futures of children. Legacies are not built in these spaces. Donuts do not endure. <laughs>